purpose. The, the healing of our identity, because that's what needs to be healed ultimately, is our identity, who we were created to be, the reason why he created you, and then the purpose that you were meant to fulfill. Notice, not tasks, but your calling in life. It's not just preachers that are called, everybody's called. <laughs> you are called, you got a calling on your life. Say, I got a calling on my life. I got a calling on my life. I got a purpose in my life. And that ought to make you feel good that God created you for such a time like this to fulfill his purpose in you. Is already in you. That's how significant you are. That's how special you are. That's how awesome God is in you. Read this and read that this with this in mind. Listen to as I read it. It says, but you are, as a state of being, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his very own people. Very own special people. Hallelujah. That that you may, listen purpose, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into. He called you out of and called you into his marvelous light. That's something to shout about. Listen, listen, listen. You who once were a people who, who not a people, but well, mine's messed up. Let me read it up here. <laughs> a, a people who had not attained mercy. This mercy is the Old Testament. Uh, look at grace. Because to be honest with you, what's keeping non-believers is mercy. God is not giving them the judgment they deserve. Hallelujah. But what says? But we that are saved, mercy kept us till grace could capture us. Now we're getting the favor and blessings of God that you can't earn. Somebody I'll give God a shout. Hallelujah. You may sit down. The thought I want to bring today is what are you dressed in? That has everything to do with your identity. That has everything to do with your purpose. What have you dressed yourself in? Father, even now, Father, give clarity of message, clarity of word. Bring back everything to my remembrance that you want me to say. Drop new illuminations and revelations even as I preach. Lord, speak to our spirits and allow our spirits to be open to what the word is saying. Lord, even now, 
Lord, even now. Lord, even now. Amen. The part I want to tap into is in, in some version, royal priesthood is first. So, so you are a royal priest. And we're just going to tap into that just a little bit. Okay. One of the problems is with society, with, 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 with even being a Christian, if you don't fully embrace or know what God has done in you, you really don't know who you are. We still many times walk in what the world says we are. <laughs> and have not, and, and sometimes on purpose, have not embraced what the word says about us. We have a dual personality. We have the old nature and the new nature. And in the work of sanctification of the Holy Spirit, the new nature should be taken over. But sometimes we don't allow it. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. Listen, your identity and your purpose will not and cannot be found in your old nature. So God will use everything that has happened to you to, to create in you purpose for you. But your identity and purpose cannot be found outside of you. It's found in your spirit. The reason people act crazy and do crazy things is that they don't know who they are. Hold on, hold on. The reason why people even even to the place of court stuff of, of who I am, who I identify with, how, how you know what you identify with when you get that in your spirit? You don't get that in your flesh. So even our, our identity, how we walk in life, how, have, you, have you ever seen a duck act like a dog? <laughs> Somebody said, not yet. <laughs> we identify with what we grew up with. And we have closed ourselves Inwardly, not outwardly. Uh, let me let me just go here. Many times we fuss about how young girls dress on the outside, and we should be more concerned with what they dress on the inside. The reason why they dress like that on the outside because they don't know who they are on the inside. And let me quit talking about younger because there's some old. dressing like they 16. Listen, the problem is not on the outside. The problem is on the inside. And the truth of the matter is what manifests in our lives, whether you know it or not, is how you're dressed on the inside. How you see yourself. What you have identified with. You, you, may, you may think you're fooling people, but, 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 but. It's funny that 
when Adam and Eve lost their identity because when they fell from the glory of God, when they said, go, listen, listen, Genesis chapter 2, somewhere around verse 26, powerful message. They were so covered in God's glory, they didn't need clothes. It wasn't that they were just naked. They didn't need clothes because the glory of God, the glory on the inside so shine on the outside that it covered them. They was complete and satisfied in who they were in Christ Jesus. God was their mirror. They saw themselves only in him. Their eyes did not look at themselves. Their eyes looked at him and they said, I'm just like you. Their spirit man. Lord, I was created after you. Don't show me who I am. And every day, God came down. They ran to him like little children. And he downloaded into their spirit who they were. It was only when they took their eyes off of him that they lost sight of themselves. When you are looking at you, you can't see you. Oh, this come here. Look, stand there and look at yourself. No, look at your face. Huh? You can't see your face? Why can't you see your face? Huh? Your eyes was never meant for you to look at you. You know, unless you got a mirror, you don't know how you look. If that is true physically, it's true emotionally, and it's true spiritually, you can, you are never meant to look at yourself. When you are caught in your mind and in your spirit looking at yourself, you are looking what you're not supposed to be looking at. And you are caught in a vicious cycle. Lord, we're naked. Who told you you was naked? When did you quit looking at me as yourself? And my father, Bible says this. Watch this. They sow fig leaves together. Watch this. I don't think it was an apple tree they ate of. I think it was a fig tree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's two reasons. Did you know that figs is the only thing that you can make candy from that if you don't have to add nothing to it? I don't like fig bars, but uh, what's well, this? And the leaves of the fig tree is large enough to become clothes. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you cover yourself in figs tree, as soon as you take that leaf and detach it from the tree, it's dead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some of y'all love roses. The problem is, as soon as that rose was detached from the stem, it was dead. I heard you can put aspirin in the water that will make it live a little bit longer or sustain. But the truth of the matter is, once you depart it from its source, <laughs> it's dead. Thank you. 
Listen, listen, listen. Anything in us that we that we is not attached to Jesus is dying. You know what's so strange about dying? It doesn't appear to be dead right away. But it's decaying. The moment we we are entertaining something where God is not its source. It may take a month before roses wither up and die. Uh-huh. So what God did was he said, he said, you're trying to cover yourself up, watch this, in the sin. Uh-huh. In the byproduct of the sin that you have partaken of because you thought that was going to make you what I made you to be. And you literally take from the same tree to cover yourself up. Uh-huh. Can, can, can I go there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You may not know it, but whatever we allow to become our source, we begin to act like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It manifests itself in us in some way. Listen, listen, you can't tell me that the inward stuff don't manifest itself on the outside sooner or later. <laughs> can I prove it? Here, here we are in Acts chapter, I think it's chapter 4. It's not on the script because I didn't tell them about this. Thank you, media people, because I throw everything at y'all. Listen, here they are. Peter and John is arrested for, for healing the man at the, at the gate of beautiful. And the Pharisees, what's it? And they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here they are standing there talking to him and they're smelling Jesus. You know what God wants from us? He wants where people smell him. The person of Jesus. The fragrance of Jesus is all over. See, see, people not interested in what church you go to. They're not interested in what you believe until your life touched their life with the person of Jesus and they feel the love of Jesus. See, we do a whole lot of talk, but people watch your actions. People are watching you when they don't know you're watching you. Oh, shut your mouth. It's going to be one of those shut your mouth moments today. I just, y'all might as well get ready, curl up your toes, and say, shut your mouth, because we're going there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, so what had we dressed? You should have got dressed in Jesus this morning. That means your attitude, your thinking, it should have been Jesus, help me. How, how is it you get dressed on the outside and then get made up on the inside? And this would be every day because I'll be honest, the more I, I learn, the more I realize how much I need him. Listen, I realize that anything I bring to the table is not worth bringing to the table unless he is it. Here Paul is, and you see him in Philippians chapter 2. He says, I am a Hebrew of Hebrew. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I am as far as as zealot. I am a Hebrew. I am of the strict law of Judaism. He said, I was born. I know 
noticed. Uh, he said, I outdid my peers. I'm the head of my class. He said, but once I saw Jesus, I realized that none of that means anything. I don't bring that to the table. The question is, what are we dressing ourselves in that we think is going to satisfy or make us who we are? I'm coming to the place to realize brokenness is a blessing. Amen. That when God got you to the place that you recognize, Lord, I don't bring nothing to the table. Lord, I, 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 I need you in every way, in every aspect, in everything, because unless you directing this shit, I'm going to crash it. <laughs> Unless you're ordering my steps, I'm going to mess up. Lord, I need you. I don't know about anybody else. Maybe they can do without you, but I can't do without you. That's what Paul helps us with in this. There's a verse. It's Genesis 3.21. that says, now once God, once God found them, he, 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 he now provides. Yes, this blew up in me. Said something had to die. And somehow he dried out the skins like, like having a leather coat. It's an animal, but, but, but it's the covering. But what's important is that something had to die in order to cover them. And God remembers the blood. He said, he said, and God provided. I said, I know that from somewhere. Okay, I see this in Genesis 22 where, Ad, where, where Abraham is about ready to sacrifice his son Isaac. And it really is a reminder of God said, I'm going to sacrifice my son. And then he has a, a knife up in his hand and the angel calls out and said, don't kill him. And then God says, and then God says, there's a ram in the bush and Abraham said he called the place God will provide you know, you know, what, you know what it should be God is providing God is taking care of everything I'm covered in his provision I want to be who he calls me to be because God has given me everything I need let me step into this when you find your identity it explodes into your purpose. Yes, sir. Had a meeting. Young man came in. He's saying, Pastor, I, I, I'm looking. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, the spirit of, 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 of word of wisdom came on me when he walked in. I started speaking into his spirit before he even asked this question. And, as, and I was talking, I already knew God had already let me know what was going on with him. I started speaking into him. And then, and then, and then he said, he said, man, I'm, I'm looking for God. I don't know where God has me. I don't know. I, I'm going to find where my ministry is, where my purpose is. And, and he started telling us, well, tell me what's happening right now. And he said, man, you know, I just, I didn't tell you, but I'm working at a school and I'm teaching basketball to the young man. 
he started telling me about that. He said, oh yeah, and, and then, you know, the church where I'm at, they, they are part of a senior citizen uh, ministry. They got a senior citizen uh, building, but there's no ministry there. And pastor said, perhaps I can do that. I said, what are you looking for? And so because I knew his life, I started saying, listen, man, I know you was an excellent basketball player. I know in high school that you was the starting guard. And the only reason why you didn't get drafted to college and maybe make it to the pros was because you were so short. Uh. Listen, I said, remember, we talked about it. Everything you can do with your left hand, you can do with your right hand. I said, you were the best. Shut your mouth in basketball. <laughs> Hold on. Let me step into this. Let me step into this. Man, remember, I know that your father never was in your life. And now 70% of African-American young men, their fathers are not present in the house. So now you got all these young men and you can identify with where they're at because you was one of them. You teaching on basketball, but basketball is not what your calling is. Your calling is to be a male mentor in their life, and you show them Jesus. Hold on, I said, I said, hey man, I said, I said, I said, you went from working with folks. Now God is giving you an open door to walk into a place that has no ministry. I said, man, senior citizens is your love. You don't told me how your grandfather raised you and how you love older people. I said, now God has, now you open up a door of a senior place where you can go in there and set up ministry to seniors. He's actually taking the very things you love, that the hurt that you had in your past is now your ministry. Some of us, if we ever get healed and get a glimpse of what Jesus has for us, God will open up doors for us. Listen, but he can't trust you when you haven't allowed him to heal you. Did you hear that? See, many of us are still holding on to the hurt. And God said, listen, I allowed the hurt so I can heal you so you can go back Your job and my job, listen, as a high priest. Matter of fact, he said, royal high priest. And what I did was switch it because some Bible says high priest first. So I'm dealing with royal high priest. Y'all with me? Your job as a royal high priest is to touch what you see. Here Gideon is, and the angel of the Lord comes to him, and Gideon hears the Lord speak to him, and Gideon starts complaining. Lord, if we are people of favor, Lord, if we are the people that you say you are, why are we being harassed by the Midianites? Why are you allowing this to happen? You know what he was doing? He was complaining about his purpose that he didn't know was in him. Oh, let me step into this. If you are not working in your purpose, you're complaining about it. (laughs) You begin to complain about the thing that you're supposed to help fix. 
Why? Because it's in you to do it, but when you're not doing it, it's nagging you. <laughs> Y'all with me? Listen, the very place that hurts the most is the very place you're supposed to be walking in, at least praying in. God says, I looked through all Israel and I sought for a person who would touch me and touch the land, but everybody was preoccupied with their own thing, and I was trying to help them hurt in there, to hurt like my heart hurt, and they refused to hurt. I want somebody to start praying. I want somebody to feel the pain. I want somebody to see what I saw. I want somebody to hear what I hear. He said, and I wanted to share, download my heart to them, but they was too busy doing their own thing that now I'm going to have to curse the earth because nobody hears my heart. You know what God want to do? Share his heart with you. Listen, a priest's job was to go into God for the people. It was the representative of the people. Did you know there's power in your plan? Did you know you can change things in your plan? I, 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 got, a, I got a job for you. Instead of complaining about Trump, let's start praying for Trump. Let's start praying for his salvation. Y'all, y'all get me? We know what he is. Okay, is anything too hard for God? <laughs> okay, so, so my question is, that which nags you the worst, maybe that's what God has called you to. That which you can't stand. You might be the very one that God said, that's why I brought you. The very thing God brought you out of. Can God trust you to go back and help somebody else? Glenn, come here. I don't talk about this in the morning. Man, you see this scar? That used to be the same wound that you had. But notice, it's healed. Don't hurt no more. So if God did this for me, can he do it for you? God wants to identify with you. Had a young man call me up one night, running around with a gun in his car. Say, I'm gonna kill somebody. He said, This is what they did to me. I'm gonna kill somebody. I said, Man, you can't do that. Your life is what he said, you don't know how I feel. I said, I know how you feel. I was there. I've been out there in the street. I know what it feels like to kill somebody. I know what it feels like to want to hurt somebody bad. I said, I know the pain and I know your anger. So I know what you're talking about. And I'm telling you from experience, you will ruin your life. He started laughing. He said, I heard about you. He said, I heard you. I said, yeah, man. I said, I was out there. He said this. He said, stay on the phone with me while I put up the gun and go someplace else. 
you know what? The only reason that I could identify, the only reason that I had a hearing with him, because I've been where he's at. Do you hear me? See, you got to quit being ashamed of your past and start using your past to help somebody else. Listen, you don't have to share it with everybody, but God will bring people that you can say, hey, look at my scar. Look at my... You got to get up under other people's hurt and lift the burden off of them. But you can't do that if you're still walking in your heart. You can't do that if you're not willing to be used. At some point, you got to quit letting it be about you and be about what you can do for others. Thank you, man. I know this looks funny. But there's a story to this. Glenn, you was a Marine. This is the Marine fatigue, isn't it? Okay, this is the mask, used to be the mascot of the Marines. Yeah, okay. It's called, um, I forgot what ducks are, something I forgot. But ducks has the ability to go on water, land, and air. Ducks fly, ducks walk, ducks swim. Y'all get me? So their mascot now is a bulldog, but their mascot used to be a duck. You know what the Marines do when you join? Basic training is about breaking you down. Am I right, Glenn? Come on. Since I used to be a Santa, don't stand up, man. Come over here. Come over here. Come on, Marie. I'm giving you an order. Come here. <laughs> See, he done forgot already. Okay. Hold, hold your buddy. Okay. When they got boot count, wasn't just physical, it was mental. They took away everything you thought you was. So they deprogram you and program you. They deprogram. No. I love that. Thank you for that. <laughs> then they programmed you. In order for you to think and take in that you are a Marine. You know what God has to do with us? Deprogram and reprogram us. And some of us are fighting God and we're not allowing him to deprogram us because we're holding on to to what we think we are. And until you, thank you, and until you let go of that, God can't call you into your purpose. You are limited by how much you allow him to break you in order to build you up. My brothers and sisters, I hate to tell you, this is true for all of us. It's a process. Sanctification is for all of us. Now, now hold on. Because that makes me feel like I'm pulled in between two. Trying to hold on to the past and move on to the new. The truth of the matter is, Paul said, I'm forgetting the things. I'm forgetting those things that I was holding on to. And I'm pressing toward the high calling in Christ Jesus. 
real to you this morning, you need to put on a new dress. You need to put on a new outfit. You need to put on a new suit. Listen, I'm not talking about on the outside. I'm talking about on the inside. I'm talking about there got to be a new way of thinking. There ought to be a new attitude. Matter of fact, each morning, you ought to tell yourself, I'm putting on Jesus. Let me tell you. Everything happened this morning before I got here. Matter of fact, at one point, the mics wouldn't come up. So I thought I was going to have to preach without mics. And you know what I knew? I said, Satan is fighting this message. This message is for somebody to deliver somebody because, because somebody needs to be deprogrammed. Somebody needs to let go of the old and rise up in the new. Somebody needs to tell Satan, get behind me. Somebody needs to get up and say, I am who I see says I am. Somebody needs to encourage themselves in the Lord. Listen. A, 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 a scripture that messed me up. It's in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, Jesus looked beyond the cross for the joy that was set before him. Hold on now. You know what that means? That no matter what's going on on the outside, you ought to have a promise on the inside. Part of our problem is we have lost our vision. We don't want to be nothing. We don't want to do nothing. Leave me alone. So I'm talking to some folks who recognize I got a purpose in me. I got a calling on me. I have an anointing. I may not have reached it yet, but it's on the inside. I'm talking to somebody. Say, hell has tried to stop me. Everything has gotten in my way. But I still believe God for what he told me. He told me something. He showed me something. It's deep down on the inside. And I have made up my mind. I'm looking past my hurt. I'm looking past my pain. I'm looking past my past. I'm looking past what people said. God told me and showed me something. Look at Jesus. Look at him being nailed to the cross. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they done. Take care of my mama. Look at him. This day, you shall be with me in paradise. How can you do all this being nailed to the cross in the pain that I look past my pain? I look past the cross. I look past folks that don't like me. I look past my enemy. I look past situation. I look past the chatter. I look past the talk. I look past my temporary situation. Because before me 